Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, Thursday, May 13th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. And we are now a couple days removed from the end of the season. What took place on Monday night against the New Jersey Devils and wrapped up the season. And in a lot of ways, I'm still trying to kind of just wrap my head around it. That's, I don't know if that's weird to say. The playoffs haven't started yet. They're going to start this weekend. And I think that's going to get me perturbed again because I wanted playoff hockey to be here in Philadelphia. And and as you know, Chuck Fletcher, Elaine Vigneault, and Elaine Vigneault said the other day, he feels like he let the fans down. He feels like he let Chuck Fletcher down. He feels like he let the city down. And I feel let down. I do. Not that it's just Elaine Vigneault. Or not that it's just one player, or not that it's just the organization. It's everything combined. It was a really bad year. Um, and I'm disappointed. And I love playoff hockey in this town. You know, when it's warm outside, I was walking outside out from a game in the final week of the season, one of the home games, from the booth upstairs with Tim Saunders, the, the radio voice of the Flyers. And we got outside, and it was really warm. And I said to him, I said, God, that feeling of leaving a hockey rink and going outside where it's really warm and you can smell spring, which is you can kind of smell trees flowering and pollen and all that stuff. It just it takes me back to when the Wells Fargo Center first opened and the Core State Center and First Union Center with all those things and those great playoff runs and the spring and the outdoor block party. And there's just an association when there's hockey in that building and it's that type of weather outside that takes me back to that, to conference finals runs or 97 in the run to the cup or to 2010. That's what it reminds me of. And to be coming outside the building, and I think I said to Tim, you know, we're leaving the building after a game in May that was totally meaningless. And that sucks. And I'm still disappointed. But I'm getting over it. And in this episode, um, I'm going to play the day after the season ended uh, exit interview availability of Carter Hart. And I think this is really important for people to hear. I, I know a lot of people may have read some quotes from it, but did not hear it. Um, and I think Carter is so incredibly honest in his availability here. It was a really tough year for him. I, I think there's a couple things. Number one. I think there's this notion that Carter has never had any adversity in his hockey life. And while he's been a great player, obviously, growing up um, and, you know, getting all the way to the NHL, but there's adversity along the way. I think people have to understand that because uh, there's not this backstory of Carter Hart not making his varsity team until he was a senior in high school type story that there's no adversity. There's tons of adversity in there anyway, and self-doubt. And when you play that position, the goaltending position, look, when you make a mistake playing that position, everybody knows you made a mistake. It's not like a winger who didn't pick up uh, you know, a back checker or a winger who didn't get in the lane of a pass in the zone, a cross-ice pass. When a goalie makes a glaring mistake, everybody knows about it. There's a red light that goes off. And people jump up and down and cheer, and they know you made a mistake. So there is adversity with the position inherently. 
So that that's number one. And you have to be very mentally strong to play the position and have success. And obviously at the levels that Carter has kind of ticked through on his road to the NHL, there was adversity along the way. And there's adjustments of the next level along the way and self-doubt. Am I still going to be as good at this level as I was in the past? Those are all things Carter and I have talked about it on interviews on this on this podcast. And it and I always say it that success at the NHL level is not a straight line. So and Carter looks back on his year. It, you know, it obviously was not a good year and he holds himself to a very high standard. He is a grinder, a guy that works really hard. And there's a ton of natural ability in the way he plays, but there's also a tremendous amount of precision and execution and, you know, repetitions at practice. He's a technical goaltender. And to be a technical goaltender, you have to be pinpoint accurate. You're, I'll use a goaltending terminology. This is going to sound nerdy, but there's a thing that we call post-integration. What does that mean? When a goaltender is up against his post, sealing the post, usually in what is called an RVH, which stands for reverse vertical horizontal, so his post leg is down. His foot is positioned on the post. His arm is positioned in a way to seal the post. He's pushing in it with his other leg to get a good firm seal on it. But there's a lot of precision elements to that so that there's no holes. Because at the NHL level, they find those holes. And that takes practice. That takes repetition. And then coming out of those post-integrations to other save sequences is a lot of, you know, reading the play and battling and competing and repeating the compete, all of those things. And he has all of those elements. And I, I would imagine, now I've never been able to play the position at his level, both with the threat levels around me or the ability to move around the crease like he does. And in the manner in which he does, which looks so effortless and is so efficient in his movements, there's no wasted movements. But I would imagine to play like that, you need a lot of practice time. You need a lot of repetition. And you can't do those. You can't do that at a morning skate. You can't do that when you have three games in four days. You can't do that when you have six games in ten days. You just can't. That You work with your goaltending coach before a practice, and then you go to the practice for about 20 minutes. You'll work on those technical elements. And sometimes you need more. Sometimes you need 45 minutes. You need those things. And I talk to a lot of goalie coaches and NHL goalie coaches, and, and, that, and that's what it takes. And when you don't have that and then you struggle, it's tough to get out of it. And the NHL is so unforgiving because the players are so good. And when you're fighting it from a confidence standpoint and your technical elements aren't as sharp as they need to be, that that's a real problem. And then you couple that with just why the reason I want to play this availability from Carter Hart with, you know, what's what's a difficult situation in COVID. And I know some people don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear that COVID is an excuse. But I think Carter did the best job of explaining how COVID is the real deal and how it can affect a pro athlete. So I'm going to play it. I'm going to play Carter Hart from his exit interviews and his availability, and then I'll tell you exactly what it was that popped out to me and why I appreciate what he said so much. So here's Carter Hart in his exit interview. Yeah, Carter. Uh, Carter, if you look back at uh, – if you look ahead, 
uh, in the offseason. Is this something that you're going to have to work on physically to get back to where you want to be? Is it mental? Is it combination of both? What do you, what do, you do in the offseason to uh, get back to where you were? Um, I mean, I think definitely a bit mentally, but um, I think for me, like I believe in myself and I believe that I can be uh, a top goaltender in this league. And um, like, I'm just going to have a, I'm looking forward to a great off season of training, um, get, uh, get settled back in with my family and friends and, and uh, get a good plan going forward for this off season. Yeah. When you look back, is there, is there one thing or a couple of things that, uh, started you on the spiral. Have you, have you thought about that? Um, I mean, I think just this year was, it was challenging for everybody. Um, tough circumstances with COVID and everything. And, um, I mean, some guys, it didn't affect them and others more than others. Um, I mean, it's, uh, can be a little bit, was a little bit difficult this year when you live alone and stuff and, you just go back and forth from the rink to your apartment every day. But um, near the end, things were getting a lot better. I was hanging out with the boys a lot more. Uh, they, the, some of the boys were inviting me over for dinners and like just little things like that make it so much easier in, in a, in a, I guess a weird year. As, as bad as this season might've been in a number of different levels in the long run, could this be beneficial for you as far as having to deal with this adversity at the NHL level in a way maybe you hadn't had to deal with it before? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, I think going forward, this is only going to help me with my career um, going into next season. Um, like I said, I'll have a great summer of training and I'll be ready for next year. And I'm looking forward to having a clean slate next year. I think we all are. And we're all going to be better next year. I know it. Yeah. Hey, Carter. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the technical side of your game um, and the adjustments that you made um, when you had that reset at the end of March. I guess, how close do you think you got to making all those necessary fixes, you know, before the injury put a, a halt to your season? Um, I mean, I was feeling good, like um, towards the end of uh, end of March there. or Well, I guess, sorry, in, in April there, um, I was feeling a lot better and uh it just starts in practice um practice like you play and um i was working my nuts off in practice and, and off the ice and i uh, was feeling a lot better with my game carter can you explain the injury like you you came dancing off after the pittsburgh win you looked fine um next thing you know you have a sprained knee and then your season's over can you just kind of clarify all that yeah i mean i just kind of tweaked it in in overtime and and then it just kind of progressively got worse. Um, and uh, that's just kind of where, where we were at. Um, Aaron on the more side of, uh, of caution. Um, so we didn't have any setbacks. And, uh, but I'm feeling a lot better now. Hey, Carter. Uh, you mentioned the excitement just to get home and see family and friends. I was just wondering, when was the last time you even got the chance to see your family in person? Uh, beginning of December. It's probably the last time, so I don't know what that is, like six months ago. Uh, to the point where you said some teammates invited you over for dinner. Um, just how important were your teammates during this season as, as the grind continued, just to, as, as basically as a support group? Yeah, I mean, we're all in this together with, with this year, and um, obviously wasn't nowhere near our expectations for this season. And like I said, it was just a, a weird year and with everything going on outside of hockey. and um, But I think – you really needed to lean on your teammates during this time. And um, like I said, those, those, those times where 
doing the team bonding and hanging out with the boys. And I think that's crucial for a successful team. You need that. Yeah. Hey, Carter, I just want to touch back on the technical side of things for a minute. Did you feel like you got away from the foundation of your game and what makes you special or the things that you had to work on in that reset? Were they just small things that you needed to, to just kind of straighten out that you didn't get to work on because of lack of practice time? Uh, I mean, not really. I think it was just kind of got a chance to um, reset, like you said, and um, just get back to work. Hi, Carter. Um, you mentioned a bit ago about, you know, the challenges of the pandemic and whatnot. I'm curious, do you think that, you know, those challenges, you know, living alone and whatnot, that they helped lead to kind of when you started struggling or do you think it was that when you started struggling, you know, kind of living alone, kind of, you know, accentuated those issues and sort of made things worse for you? I mean, for sure. Like, yeah, you kind of go home and you're just in your own thoughts the whole time because you're just sitting, sitting in your apartment alone. So, um, but uh, like, like I said, things were a lot better at the end and I was feeling a lot, lot, uh, a lot happier and hanging out with the boys more. And, and uh, I think that, that was kind of a big part of um, my play towards the end was just enjoying the game more and being more grateful for where I am. And like, I mean, I'm in the NHL and the best league in the world. So um, instead of dwelling on other things, um, shifting my focus towards being more grateful. It's Carter Hart. And before I said, I wanted to explain exactly what part really jumped out to me before I get to that. He was asked about the technical elements of his game, um, and he kind of just kind of poo-poos it in a way. He said, somebody asked, I think it was Adam, Adam Kimmelman from NHL.com, said, I just wanted to touch back on the technical side of things for a minute. Did you feel like you got away from the foundation of your game and what makes you special or the things that you had to work on in, the re- in that reset? Were they just small things you needed to kind of straight, straighten out or that you didn't get to work on because of a lack of practice time? He said, I mean, not really. I can't it just kind of got a chance to reset, like you said, and just get back to work. He's not a guy that likes talking about the technical elements very often. I can get him to do it once in a while, and we kind of geek out. You've heard it on this podcast, but um, I just wanted to touch on that. But the thing that really stuck out to me was the final question, because uh, Charlie O'Connor asked it from The Athletic, and he said, the conditions where, where you're living alone and whatnot did they help lead to when you started struggling or do you think it was when you started struggling kind of living alone kind of you know accentuated those issues and sort of made things worse for you and Carter's answer is so incredible to me it's he says I mean for sure you kind of go home and you're just in your own thoughts the whole time because you sit and you sit in your apartment alone but like I said things were a lot better at the end I was feeling a lot happier and hanging out with the boys more and I think that was kind of a big part of my play go towards the end and was enjoying the game more and being more grateful for where I am in the NHL, in the best league in the world. So instead of dwelling on other things, shifting my focus towards being more grateful. This is an end quote, by the way. This is a 22-year-old kid. I think the perspective with which he spoke with there was incredible. To being more grateful. Like, to game perspective, right? And then the other part of it, um, it, we can't sit here and say, hey, they're pro athletes. They're making millions. Uh, I don't want to hear them complain about COVID because it's unfair. It's totally unfair. And it's judgmental. Look, 
pro athletes are human, just like you, just like me. And they're dealing with a lot too. And we can't say that anybody in the way that they've dealt with this it, it doesn't have the right. Because we all know people in our own lives of different socioeconomic circumstance, of means, that we go, dude, you make all that money. How can you be that pissed off about this? You didn't lose your job and you're making a ton of money. Well, it affects us all in different ways. Some of us have friends that it really has affected them. And maybe they've turned to, you know, some vices that are not healthy. So we have some friends that hasn't affected them one way or another. And everywhere in between. So when he says, when you go home and you're just kind of in your thoughts the whole time, you know, it's the pressure that comes with being an NHL player at that position is very difficult. And when you got no one to voice how you're feeling and that kind of stuff, too, that's tough. So this notion of, hey, they're professional athletes, they're supermen, they make millions, they don't have a right to complain about it, I think is total and utter BS. And I love what Carter had to say. And I think the first thing you have to do when you need to bounce back from a struggle no matter what it is, whether it's athletics, economics, whether it's work ethic, workplace, whatever, is you have to be honest. And he was totally honest and totally raw. So I think that's great. I think that portends well for the future. Does it mean he's going to come back next year and kick ass? I don't know. It doesn't. A lot of that's going to depend on what he does accomplish this summer when he works his uh, bag off, like he said. Or what Chuck Fletcher is able to accomplish with his environment and uh, a right shot, top top pair, right D-man. But what I know is none of that matters if what he said today di- didn't matter. What he said today mattered. So I appreciate his raw honesty for it. You know, we always say, I want an athlete, we want athletes to say something until they say something. As soon as they actually say something, we go, eh, shut up and play. He said something. He admitted that he's human. I think we should appreciate that. With that said, I appreciate you listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll bring you another one tomorrow. Everybody have a great day on Thursday, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily. A little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a blackhead beauty with big dark eyes. Points all her own, sudden way up high.